Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second! Yes, he does! Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Sebas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. You watch a game? Yeah. Did you watch all of it? Of course I did. Of course I did. Dude. You know what? Like, I don't want to make this out to be something big. I really don't because we should beat them. I really think we're better looking at our team. What did you think about uh well what's been up, dude? We always start there. What you been up to? Dude, really not that much. Playing a lot of FM lately. No. Join my soccer. Arsenal and Dynamo looking good right now. Didn't Arsenal just get bounced out of Europa? Yeah. Who cares? No. I could care less. That's nah, money. That's the only reason I care. You know what I care yeah. about though? You know, you know what I do care about? I want to know uh what? I want to know where Steve Clark found the fountain of youth. Yeah, dude, he 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 found it this week. He 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 was looking like he was fifty the last two weeks, and he found it over the over the break. Bro, I need whatever he's he's been taking, whatever vitamins or growth hormones or whatever they're giving him, whatever they gave him between the last two weeks. Shit. He looked like he was 28 again. Dude, he looked great. Really good. We need to make up some chance for Steve Clark. I was doing it last night a little bit. Like, Steve Clark, stopping shots up high and down low. Steve Clark, I don't know. I was rolling with stuff. <laughs> they do. Uh, they do this chant about Fraser Forster. Big man, what's he got? Big hands like a frying pan. Big man, big hands. Except Steve's little. Can't call him little man, little hands. It's insulting. And who does that chant? Fraser Forster don't even play anymore. Dude, he's starting for Spurs right now. Is he starting for them? Yes, right Hugo Lloris is out for the year with a, a knee injury. Oh, shit. And he's been really good. He's done yeah, he's six. Dude, I thought Fraser seven. Forster was sitting on some bench in the championship, honestly. Big man, big hands like a frying pan. <laughs> He's on Celtic for a while. I didn't even know that. I was watching uh, warm-ups, and uh, I saw Tarbell, you know, rocking in crosses to Clark, and I was thinking, shit, Clark's going out there. And I, I was immediately, like, a little bit depressed. But that motherfucker looked cool, calm, and collected. His his distribution still wasn't great, but, man, he looked so much better. And his hands were so much better. That's the thing that's been really weird, because like, the distribution is one thing. But like you know, when, when you're claiming a cross, I want you to get your firm hands on that ball. He was not doing that, and he did that just last night. Maybe he had arthritis, carpal tunnel. Yeah, I get using. that sometimes. Do you really? It's because you're playing too much football manager. 
Oh, that's because I'm a drummer. That's why. Oh, uh, your forearms. Your forearms pretty strong. Yeah, mine are too. We're not gonna go yeah, into good why. wrists. Fucking supple wrists. They're really, God, they move. Ah, uh, yeah. Speaking of drummers, dude, I was supposed to go see Familiar with Failure, the guys that did the, the intro music, but some. Uh, I got caught up in some shit Friday night. I was. I had to film a. I spent my St. Patrick's Day filming a Nigerian comedy and dance cabaret. I was one of two Caucasians in the building. It doesn't bother huh. me, but it was a lot of fucking fun. Also fun was the amount of old fashions I had, which resulted in me going home and not going back out and doing uh, any other comedy that night. I was like, I'm done. I'm going home. I got a headache. I'm already hungover. It's a long night. But all right, dude, the game, the game. Uh, surprises in the lineup. What were you most surprised with? Um, well, obviously, Sebas not starting and then Steris at right back was pretty shocking, but I mean, it's the right call. Yeah, that didn't. I want to see Escobar back, but it made sense to not run Dorsey out to me because I know you love Dorsey. And I know as soon as he got that assist, Joey was at full mast. I know you were. Yes, I was. But yeah, you know, he was so bad against New England. He was. I mean, it's of a Schmidt, but I mean, I think it's you just can't have both of them on the field together. You can't have Dorsey and Schmidt out there. Well, that's going to create a problem when uh, Smith and Vanderkoost are back because, I mean, aside from Steris, who plays the right back, Franco Escobar and Dorsey are both attackers. Escobar like, Escobar, is, Escobar is more defensive than Dorsey is. Yeah, but I think he's way more attacking than Steris. In the grand scheme of it, I, I well, think he's is. more of an attacker. That's true. <laughs> Steris is built like a, like a fucking crane. Um, I mean, Escobar could play. Escobar has played very defensive roles before. I mean, those championship years in Atlanta, he was playing more of a right center back at a back five. So I, he could he could be a defender first. Yeah, but the left side, who's our defensive back on the left side? It's not Schmidt. Vandekust. Dude, that little fucker's fast as hell, and he's little. No, he's actually a really good defender. He's tiny. He oh he he's, we'll see. I hope he's a good defender because he's fast as shit, but he is little. He's like Yvonne Franco little. I just don't see uh I don't know how he supplants. I could see him passing up Schmidt, but if Brad Smith is healthy, I don't see anybody taking that spot from Smith. Dude, we have so many fuck. Have you like you saw the links today to the Dutch center back? Oh, that's confirmed now. Listen, he's not Dutch, he's Danish. Danish, Dutch. One of those countries that has delicious croissants. Yo, we have monster. we have so many options. Yeah. We have we have depth. You look at our bench, all right? Sebus, which was I mean, he saw the pitch late in the game and then after the game with his daughters, but Ferreira, Dorsey, Caicedo, uh, Vanderkust, Thor, Quinones, these are guys that are on the bench now. Last year, Thor was starting, Dorsey was starting, uh Quinones didn't, but we have man, I'm like we're I'm not gonna say loaded, but we're we're almost fucking loaded with depth pieces now. It's getting there. The squad's coming together. We need to get we need to get those fullbacks healthy though. Oh, it's gonna be a beautiful thing when we do. Because I, I think Schmidt's been good to fill in, but God, he scares me. He That's, really does. Had a solid game last night, man. He's, <laughs> the, the, he was horrid in the first half. Well, the first half we were everything was a little boring and bland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Schmidt, Schmidt was making Rigoni look really good, so it was it was a bit worrying. I thought, uh, I thought the first half was pretty even. I thought they might have outplayed us a little bit. I think they definitely did. I thought, I thought Gallagher and Rigoni were just there's everywhere, just killing Schmidt. But you know what happened at halftime? Big Ben Olsen sat down with that whiteboard and he made adjustments. Hell yeah! It, it looked like. Uh, I saw Bossy dropping between Bartlow and Hedebe and Steris. He was all over the place. He was fucking everywhere, dude. Yeah, he's a serious player. I I I really like him. I uh, last night I, I began to love Yvonne Franco a little bit. I haven't been sold on him, mostly because everybody hates Corey Baird and wants Franco, and I don't hate. I'm Baird. still not sold on either of them. It's. I feel like up top we have one. I feel like Ferreira can do it, but I think up top we're still missing a piece, you know? Yeah. So here, here's my thing with Franco versus Baird. So with with Baird, 
I, I really don't even see the potential right now. I mean, I know he has the potential because we've seen it in the past, but right now it's not, even, it's not even like he's getting in good positions and just maybe not looking as sharp as he could. Like Franco, like Franco, he's getting the ball in good areas and he's just not doing enough with it at times. Like Barrett, he's like, he's just kind of invisible. It's like he's not even there sometimes. One thing he does better than Bossy and Franco is press. He does harass the shit out of the back line of Austin. That, that was one thing I noticed. He went, you know, a couple, couple long balls that he just missed or, uh, yeah. And that was clearly the plan tonight. I think that's why he was starting over Sebas. He wanted to make them, he wanted to make them run more, get them more tired on the tired legs. Yeah. Ferreira doesn't really press man. Ferreira could have had an easy goal and made it three nil. I don't know what, easy. why he didn't that was, shoot. That was why he was on the bench too. Oh my Lord. That was horrible. It was it was right there. All you had to do was chip. I mean, I mean, I'm a 41 year old overweight man, but all you had to do was chip it over your your designated player, put it in. He could do it from the halfway line, but he couldn't do it from the 16 yard line. Yeah, that was disappointing. That would have been the God. That would have been so much nicer. Three nil. That's a fucking ass whooping. Dude, the stadium would have exploded. When Achayache scored, dude, it we all went nuts. It was uh, the penalty was kind of anticlimactic. Stuver got a piece of it too. Mm-hmm. That was not a great penalty, but hey, it goes in, it goes in. But now you see why Arudi and Lundqvist are in Austin. They just – Arudi wasn't good enough for us. We thought Lundy was, but, man, I'm telling you right now, I, I rate Schmidt higher than Lundqvist, considering he's only been uh, here I a do. month. I know, but that's just me, you know. I All think right. they need to give Lundy a chance to play. Like, you know, he's playing these like 15 minute cameos. He's never going to be able to put anything together. Well, the, the, the Austin team is weird. Like, why are you starting a Rudy over Zardis? Zardis is better. Well, it, it was, it's rotation. I mean, they went, they, they should have been able to play their backups versus Violette and win. But I mean, maybe Austin's just away from home. They're shit. Yeah. I think that's just what it is. They had a they had a good showing in their supporter section. And the I, one player on Austin that I'm really hyped on though, dude, Owen Wolf, that kid's good. I don't like him because his dad's the coach. I have a thing for nepotism. Uh, I could care less. He's good. I can't stand nepotism. I, I don't. I don't care. One day he's gonna be on their national team playing well. So why is he so much tanner than his father? He's a like I, he. Only, I wonder he what his mom like, looks like. I bet his mom's hot. I, I guarantee she is. Let's look her up. Josh Wolf wife. I bet she is. Let's see here. Uh-oh. Wait, that's not the right Josh Wolf. I don't know. Oh, here she is. Uh no, no. She's not. She looks like she should be an English teacher at a at a high school. That could be hot. It could be hot. If you went to detention. Right. <laughs> she was like, we need to work on your oratory skills. As long as you're 18 and up and not her student. You got to get that Van Halen song going. So Brittany Wolf. Actually, you know what? She's pretty. She's cute. Brittany Wolf. Brittany Wolf, it looks like. Brittany. Yeah. How many kids does this motherfucker have? Four? No, he's been putting it down to Brittany. He's got four kids. Is this right? Four, damn. Looks like it. One thing I will say about Austin is their owner is a fucking twat. Their fans are oh, twats. So he, he absolutely is. And if you're an Austin supporter and you think that this owner is in it for anything other than the money, you're dead fucking wrong because you look at the amount of revenue they generated. They were like seventh in revenue generated last year. And if you look at payroll, they're not top seven. Oop. They're towards the bottom. This guy is in it for the fucking money. Which is not something I'll say about Ted because Ted fucking Siegel, yo, he has put a shitload of his own money into this club. He has completely revamped the roster. He's redone the stadium, the academy, analytics. A lot of people were like, well, why the fuck is he doing analytics? Why is he why is he hiring people for the front office? Because that's where you build shit. He's redone everything. And he was out there drinking with supporters yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Was it the, was it the surge tailgate he was at? I think that he stays with them because they're pretty chill. I want to get some some news on uh, Eric Svichenko. You got news? He is signing a two-year deal with an option for a third. Team or player option? Team. Nice. It, it's always team in MLS. And he's, uh, what is he, 31? 
31, five caps with Denmark, captain of a very good Danish team that plays in the Europa League and Champions League regularly. Yeah, he's on a he's on a good club in uh is it Denmark? Michelin? Michelin? Yep. How do you how do you say that? FC Michelin. They're in Michelin. Denmark, yes. Yeah. I know that club. Like I know that name. I I I do know someone who actually supports the club. I reached out to him, asked some questions. I haven't I haven't heard back yet. Hmm. But uh, yeah, this seems like a legit signing. Austin is thirteenth in payroll, and they were seventh in uh generated revenue. Where the fuck are we? Twenty second. Like which was the bottom of payroll? 2022, 22nd. But that's that's changing, man. We're slowly moving up and we're doing it in a smart way. Like we might have put a lot of eggs in Hector Herrera's basket, who's been worth what do you think? Has he been worth every fucking penny so far this year? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And the the thing with the with these signings that I'm liking is there's a very clear vision. He's really looking at some of the for the older guys, he wants these guys who have a history of winning, these absolute leaders like Artur, like Herrera. Now it's Sviachenko. Escobar. Like Clark. Escobar, yeah. Clark. Smith. These guys are winners. And then you have like so you have this guy from Denmark, right? And yeah. then Vanderkust is Dutch, correct? Yes. So not the same country, but fucking close enough that he's got somebody to hang out with, a role model. Same as like Franco and uh Sebus, like he's bringing in guys to help. It looks like the young guys transition. Yeah, yeah. He's so the older guys. He's going for the leaders. He's going for the winners, and then for the younger guys, he's going a little more experimental and somewhat working right now. I mean, Franco's still Franco and Vanderkus. It's still Jerry's still out on them, but I think Bossy as one of the younger guys is looking great. Yeah, I think uh, I think Franco Escar will be fine. I'm really excited. I, think, and, I, I I really think Franco just needs more game time. He hasn't played a lot in the last year. No. And I think uh, having Dorsey as an attacking option is is a good fit. But man, going like defensively, Dorsey leaves a lot to be uh a lot to be wanted. Yeah. I mean it also depends on what formation you could play him in too. I really want to see him as a wing back. I think maybe Sviachenko could give us that uh, option. You think he comes in and takes Bartlow's spot? I think he probably does, but I think it also gives us the flexibility to play in a back five as well. It does. I don't know. Come come for a back five, you know, you could put you have like teenage Bartlow and Svichenko or Escobar in there, and then you have Dorsey and Smith as wingbacks. That's dangerous. Yeah. Dude, imagine the back line of teenage Zichenko and Escobar with uh I, I think Brad's a lot of those wingbacks can play on both sides. Can't Brad Smith play on the right too, or he has played on the right? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't remember him ever playing on the right. I'm sure if you put him out there, he could do a job. But I'd rather just keep him on the left because you know he's one of those fullbacks that you get to the byline, mm-hmm. kind of like DeJuan Jones. DeJuan? Yeah. I don't know who that is. He sounds Got fast. New England that ripped us a new one. Is he fast? Because he sounds fucking fast. Oh yeah. He ripped yeah. Dorsey's ass apart last week. Dude, that was that was brutal. I, I watched that and I was like, fucking Dorsey again, Dorsey again, Dorsey again. Like, yeah, all three goals. He was to blame in some way, shape, or form. And I was just thinking, Joey's not going to be happy. No, but he rebounded. He did. He got that little assist. He looked cheeky over there, man. A little, a little, a little fancy. We had some good combination play. Does. Some good combo play in the uh every every time people think he's out, he comes right back. So what's up with Sebus? What do you think's going on? I think he's just not fitting in what Olsen wants to do. What does Olsen want to do, aside from win? I mean, he's looking at the the high press from his striker, and Sebus doesn't do that. To be fair, I don't think Bossy does a very good job of pressing up high either. But he doesn't need to, because the thing with Bossy is Bossy's going to drop a little deeper. He's going to try to get the ball. He's going to spray it out to everyone. His job's not really to press. He wants that more from a striker and maybe the winger. Yeah, he looked, Franco does a job. He looked more of a false nine yesterday, the way he was playing. Because I, I figured it would be Baird up top and Bossy on the wing, but everything I looked at had Bossy listed in the middle. I mean, I was there, but Bossy was everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it interchanged a lot. I mean, Franco came out on the left a few times as well. It, it, there was, it wasn't very – it was not static. It was very, very fluid. I just wish Yvonne Franco had a better left foot. 
It'd be his nice. Left, his left foot is non-existent. His the thing with Yvonne is his first touch, chest or foot, it's so heavy. There's so many turnovers he created last night because the first touch was so heavy. And then he just runs into someone and falls down. If he could fix that, who knows? That's a that's a sharpness thing. Yeah. What is he, 22? 21? 22. I know he's young too. Youngish. But dude, we have uh man, it was such a good feeling. Such a good feeling last night. Man, I didn't even write a lot of topics down. I'm still like on cloud nine after winning. But like I said, like we should beat them at our house. An atmosphere like that, we should beat them. They they shouldn't they shouldn't beat them. I don't think they're as good as Remember when the season started, we were talking about with the addition of Zardis and Lundqvist, how we they, we thought they were better than they were, that they were better. They don't look like they were last year. I wonder what it is. Anyway, what do you want to talk about? What do we got? Uh, let's talk about the best player on the field, and that was Artur. Okay, I can, I can, I can see that. Go ahead. Dude, he was everywhere. The amount of fires that guy put out when Pereira or Coca would turn over the ball, it, it was like a million times. And you know, I'm not blaming Herrera for that because you know, when Herrera's touching the ball as many times as he is, he's going to turn it over eventually. And just to have Artur always have his back like that is just great. And he really shut down that space in between Fagundes and Jerusalem. That's the thing I was worried about. I was really hoping we went defensive on the right. Because that's how that's how Austin likes to operate. They like to drive you all in onto that left side of theirs. Yep. Jerusi and Fagundes could combine it and then they and then they just spray it out to the opposite side to a wide open man. That's usually their game plan. Isn't that he was running because my son goes, Dad, he goes, Why are they all loaded up on one side? I said, Because that's a way to play. You play down one side. Who's the other American coach? The Leeds guy. Didn't he do that? Jesse Marsh, yeah. Yeah, Marsh does the, the one sided thing. Yeah. And they, they like hit to you create those overloads. They hit you with a diagonal backside, but I mean, there were some times where we would drop off and there was a lot of space for Drew Usi. But without fail, as he got closer to the 18 yard box, we just kind of collapsed on him. There was a couple of times yep. it's like, fuck, he's going to hit a curling shot, top corner, and Clark's going to, it's going to go in. But he never had the opportunity. Sartre is always there. And we forced him, we forced Drew Usi to be the man for, not Drew Usi, Rigoni to be the man for them, and he couldn't deliver. Oh. <sighs> Man, I'll tell you what what I did not like. I felt like Austin was definitely more physical with us last night. And they're not a physical team. They always strike me as a bunch I like of, that. What? That they're physical? Yeah. No, I do too. Derby game. Be physical. But we weren't. I posted in the early, like early on, like, where's the fucking aggression? We we they were they were more physical than us. They were knocking us around. And that's one thing that we we don't seem to have this year. You know, last year we had Tim Parker, uh, Fafa was a prick. We had those guys that would go out and they would play hard. We don't seem to have that many guys that play that way. Artur, who else? Herrera. Yeah, sometimes. I wish he got the ball more. Well, get more? I don't think he could get it more. Oh, give Hector, Hector the ball touched the ball more than anyone on the field by a mile. He had the most shots. I know that for sure. Let me, let me fact check that. I'm pretty Let's sure see. he touched the ball more than anyone. 89% passing clip. Two chances created. Touches. 91. 91 touches. Fuck. That's a lot. How many Coco have? 57. All right. Well, I still think we can get him the ball yeah. more. 55. What did Baird get? How many touches did Corey get? 29. Not enough. 29. 29. It's nothing. You want your striker more involved than that, but... I mean, look at Coco again. Coco is also just frustrated me again. He didn't have a good game. I, I don't know what's up with him this season. He's yet to have a good game. I mean, he looks good in moments. I think he's still just a workhorse and controls the midfield ball. But God, in those in those situations where you just need a good final ball or a good shot, it's never there. No. And it might be good for us to have him away because we're not going to have him next game. What is he playing for Panama? Yeah, he's gonna be with Panama. Thank God Herrera didn't get called up. So I mean, I think oh, we're probably gonna end up seeing Bassi come into midfield. Uh, 
and and there's a lot of those situations where Coco had was on a break and just had to play a good pass for Baird, and he just screwed it up every time. I think we'll get more success with Bossy in those positions. I wouldn't be surprised, and this I don't know if he's he, it's been a while. I wouldn't be surprised to see Dorsey on the right side of a midfield if Escobar is healthy. That's what I want. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. I mean, you could go with Caicedo and Artur, but then you're so defensive, and we're home. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to play that defense. I know New York City have some good creative attacking players, but we shouldn't play that defensive. No, but I mean, I don't think Brooklyn's there yet. I don't think Thor's ready. I don't think Nelson's ready. I don't think Thor will ever be much more than a, a squad player. No, but you drop Bossy into the midfield, then you put Ferreira up top. Maybe press yeah. a little bit less. Take off, but, take out Baird for Dorsey. Uh, I don't know about that. I think Corey does some good things here and there. No, he can't. He's just nowhere near the crosser as a as Dorsey is. Franco had a couple of nice little crosses too. Yeah, Franco definitely uh definitely stepped his game up last night. That was the first time where I, I could say honestly at the end of the game he outplayed Corey Baird. But man, people yeah. hate Baird. They fucking hate him. They do, and I mean. <laughs> good reason he's been pretty horrible yeah but i mean like it it really chaps my ass that people can support the team but hate a player it's not like he's not trying like i don't hate any of them like and i he won't talk he tries definitely yeah and I, I i won't talk bad about like steve clark had two horrendous games it doesn't mean he's shit no he was just playing like shit but these guys that come out and they're like baird's trash he's a professional fucking athlete he's not he's not that bad he was rookie of the year at one point, but he's got to he's got to find his form and consistency because he's too hot and cold. Yeah, I mean the thing is right now is I think we have the depth to to not give him that time because you know I would love to sit there and deal with him until he finally finds his form, but he doesn't find it right now. Like he he sh- he needs to get dropped. We have Quinones, we have Dorsey, we have these guys to bring in that are ready to play. It's not I, like last year. I mean, you look at Quinones's. His efforts and his ratings, you know, they're they're not they're they're quite poor. And I know with minutes that should improve. But I'm still I'm still one hundred percent Baird over Quinones. I'm not. How come? Because Baird just doesn't have, doesn't done enough. I want to see someone else get the chance. Quinones might be worse, who knows? But like he can't be that much worse than what Baird's been doing because Baird's done absolutely nothing. I still don't think he's taken a shot yet. I think he took one last night and it was very poor. Because he didn't take a shot the first two games. He took two shots last night. So he has two shots in three games. None on target, no goals, no assists. The only guy really. What is he doing? The only guy really taking shots is Franco. Yeah. I mean, up top. Franco out there. Ferreira was starved out in game one and now he's been benched. Bossy was hurt, right? But he he came around a little bit last night. The penalty is a goal, but. It's not like he was all over the place in terms of creating chances. He was everywhere with the ball, but it's the final third. We still need so much work. Yeah, it's it's a developing thing. I mean, that's what that's exactly what Olsen said is still the issue. If you watch the press conference, that's still what they're working on. Yeah, finding the the, the right combination up top. Mm-hmm. I just uh, we can't let it take too long to develop because even though we have three points for three games. We should have four, four to six. The New England game, we were never going to win. We're not going to beat anybody in the fucking snow. No. That Cincy game, man, I thought we were better. Next week's a real chance. Next week is another must win. We have to win again. Yeah, at I mean, New York City, they're a, good, they're a good side. Don't get me wrong. Their defense has not looked as good. They conceded two pretty poor goals against Nashville. They conceded th- two against D.C., their and offense they, is flying, but and they beat uh they beat DC at home. Yeah. And then Ledesma from Eindhoven. He's coming in. He's coming so in. I, he... I don't think it's official yet though. It has been confirmed by multiple so... oh no, unnamed. No, he's being loaned out, but uh we'll see. March nineteenth. So this is brand new news. He won't be ready, which is fine. We don't want him to no. be. I mean, I'd I'd rather him I'd rather him be ready because I'd rather see him play than Santiago Rodriguez. God, that dude's good. I I, just, I think we can uh, 
I definitely think we can do it. I think we can beat them. With that, if the offense ever clicks in the final third, man, this could be a this. Looking at this team right now, just on paper compared to last year, this team would whoop the shit out of last year's club. Oh, definitely. I mean, week in, week out, I wouldn't pick last year's squad over this any day of the week. But uh, yo, Stuver is fucking huge. How tall is he? Stuver is a big not a clue. He's big though. He's, he's, got he's a good keeper. I thought he had a good game. They did. I mean, they rated him low. I don't. I don't like these ratings. I, sometimes I don't get these ratings. That don't make sense. He had, he had a pretty good game. A lot of there was a lot of cupcake shots we had on him. Yeah, but I mean, um, he almost kept that penalty out too. Yeah, he came close, man. I think if Bossy doesn't convert that penalty, we end up with a tie game. Probably, yeah. Because there was there was no momentum. And I will say, for as full as it was, it was relatively quiet. It was not extremely loud. I think uh, I think I almost got in trouble last night. Because at one point, one of the Dynamo staff came and sat next to us. And I wasn't even like being rude or obnoxious or anything. But I might have yelled the word twat quite loud. At the pro referees. I can't stand them. <laughs> I fucking hate them. Dude, that should have, they should have had a guy sent off in the first half. When he ran into Clark. How's it not a yellow? Yeah. Yeah. V- Vison and like, ha- like if that if he wasn't on a yellow card, that's a hundred percent a yellow card. Is he already on a yellow? Yeah, he was already on a yellow. Yeah. How does if he how wasn't, is that they would have given him a yellow? That should have been like look. It was a clear ball right to Clark. This motherfucker hits him into the goalpost. Yeah. Knocks him into the goalpost. That's a fuck. And then he, what pissed me off, nobody stepped up to defend Steven and get in his face. Nobody. That really, that's when I pissed me off. Like, where's the aggression? Like, they just went after your keeper and it was kind of dirty. And what the fuck did we do? Nothing. Nothing. That, that chapped my ass. That really bothered me. That's one thing about last year's club I do miss is they were. They were dickheads, but God, they were not very good. <laughs> if we could take yeah. their, their energy, their uh, their shithousery, and put it with this club, it'd be a uh, it'd be a wonderful combo. So yeah, uh, Parker would have decked them. Yeah, Parker. That's one thing Tim did. Tim would get in your face. Fafa would get in your face. Kintero would get in your face. Like they they didn't put up with shit. Granted, they didn't win much either. St. Louis won again. Yeah. Four now? Jesus Christ. Parker didn't play them. Dude, it's I don't I kind of like them. I like what's going on there. I like them too. They, they mean good coach, good uh really good GM. They brought a pretty good young team together. Our goal difference is still negative too. Yeah. And I think something that's interesting with St. Louis too with their coaching, they play like a different formation every game. They've been putting the team together for like they've had two years to put this team together. Yeah. So it goes to show you that you can be an expansion team in MLS and be successful. Yeah. They're very adaptive. I like it. But there's there's a lot of there's a lot of soccer left. Oh, they're so they're, they're not gonna win like those Porter Shield or anything. They'll they'll taper off eventually, but so we got nine spots, man. It's official. Nine spots for the playoffs. You changing your prediction yet? I said eighth, right? I think you said eight or nine, yeah. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. Sticking playing game. I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying we get in top seven. I would love to be proven wrong and have you be right, but I don't see it. Well, only time will tell. But man, I tell you what, Joey, when you come out here, you've got to try some of these new food places. Is it good? I've heard. Yeah, they were fucking great. Look, it was expensive. Do not get me wrong. I spent eighteen dollars for three tacos. It was expensive, yeah. but we ate uh, Vietnamese curry in the second half, street corn. Uh, my kids had Thai tea. I probably had like five. I don't know how many lemonades I had. I had five, and one of them was disgusting. My daughter's, <laughs> my daughter goes, let me try. She goes, it tastes like rotten medicine. It tastes <laughs> disgusting. It tasted quite bad. But the food selection, man, the fucking stadium looks so much better. Those orange seats were hideous. Had the new seats feel sudden? Um, they were pliable, like it kind of like leaned forward a little bit. But we had all of cup holders in. Uh, I'll let you know when it's hot as shit. 
So that's what really matters. Yeah. I posted last night. Someone will be like, man, these mesh seats suck. It's fucking cold. (laughs) No, man, it looks better. And the biggest thing is, is it's not going to look as empty. It's not. It's not ever going to look as empty because we know the attendance is going to taper from time to time. And keeping it looking like there's a packed house and the noise and stuff. But this is good, like to go play that team and win. And there was a lot of people oh, that great. don't normally go. Yeah, but, uh, the more we win, the more people come. Yeah, what was your uh what was your most surprising thing from last night? The surprising thing? Hmm. Probably how quiet uh uh Steris kept Fagundes. I thought that was incredibly surprising. He did. He he quietly had a good game, didn't he? The whole back line really did. Yeah. Bartlow looked. Uh, I thought Bartlow looked quite calm. Bartlow was really good. And that's why I, cir- I circled them down as my three best players of the game: Bartlow, Artur, and Herrera. I thought those were our three man of the matches. I'd still go Herrera. I'd give it to him every game so far. I would say Artur and Herrera like joint man of the match, but Bartlow comes right after them. I thought he was so solid. And then probably after that, I would say Steris. Bartlow's hot too. Mm-hmm. Bartlow is an attractive young man. He, like I was looking, I was like, God damn, this guy could be in a movie. He's got nice he's, hair. He's got great hair. He's just so well put together. I wonder who he's dating. Probably a supermodel. We just look shit up. Ethan Bartlow girlfriend. Nope. Ethan Bartlow single. That's good. Spread it around, Ethan. But I think uh Gone are the days of worrying about Darwin Serena, Matias Vera. You know, I, I was sad when Vera left. Not anymore. Same here. Not anymore. I, was I like Caicedo too. I do. I th- I think you know. I think he's. Brandon, we've seen him in a. Uh, limited action, but I feel like he is better than Vera. I just felt like Vera was a six, but he was like a like, a, like an eight more or less. You know what I mean? Not a real six. He was an eight. He's not a six. But they played Vera him like sucks a six. Is a six. Yeah, he was never aggressive enough. Artur was a... Uh... God, he's good. He's, he's good, man. I just can't... That's the resounding theme today. No matter who we say last night, aside from Coco and Barrett, they were disappointing. Corey definitely was disappointing at Coco, too. Coco was the most disappointing, probably. That's because you have those high expectations. Yeah, because I have higher expectations. That's the thing is people are to keep talking about him going to Europe, getting the big move. Like he, he He's not going to earn a big move if he can't even be a consistently great player for the Houston Dynamo. What's he going to do in Europe? You know, in 11 minutes, Sebastian Ferreira was dispossessed three times. No, not surprised. Eight of eight uh, on his passing, though. It's the same thing with Ferrer. I mean, Ferrer wants to go to Europe. But go, he's not going to get a move. He can't even score goals here. No. Well, he's not even getting the time. And I'm just wondering, what is it? Is it is it his attitude? Is it does he not fit the system? Well, I mean, it's a system thing. That's all. That's what Olson said. He said it was a coach's decision. He's still training well. He's being professional about it. So it's a system thing. It looks like it was cute though. He was out there with his kids afterwards. Letting him score. They scored more goals than he did. His daughter. <laughs> they saw the pitch more than him, too. Which it sucks because we we were all, I think all of us were pretty high on him heading into this year, thinking 15 to 20 goals, but now it looks like looks like these goals are going to be spread around. Yeah, I don't really care who scores them. I just want to win. Yeah. I just want to win. And I want Steve Clark to, to play like that every week. I don't want to have to think about Andrew Tarbell. We don't have to. I don't. I don't think we see him. Uh, I would imagine in the cup games we might. Maybe not the league's cup, but the open cup when we play a USL opponent. I yeah. can see him getting. A we put in Valdez. You know, I wouldn't mind that. He's a big boy. I was looking at Valdez's stats. He's a big motherfucker too. <laughs> He's huge. I think uh, he's a piece Panamanian too. He's a Panamanian. How big is he? Let's look at this. Six six. Whoa. Big hands like a frying pan. 
Big man, big hands. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, you're right. I think I'd rather see him than Tarbell in the Open Cup matches. Yeah, why not get him some experience? You know, I was I was hit me the other day. Everybody talks so highly about the green and black team. They don't perform well in clutch situations. Open Cup, CONCACAF, playoffs away from home. They're just like regular season superheroes. And who gives a fuck about the regular season if you don't win everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when the supporter shield's still cool, but... Yeah, but they'll yeah. never take that. I just... Still think LAFC's uh, the team to beat in the West, but I really think we can we can give them a run. Seattle I think we can give too. them a run. Seattle's always good. Fucking Brian Schmitz. They look good. Jordan yeah. Morris is having a really good season so far. He was pretty horrible last year. Yeah, well, he was distracted. He had a uh, World Cup stuff, things of that yeah. nature. But up next, we got NYCFC. What are you predicting there? I got us the win. What you got the score as? Two one. Two one. I'm gonna go with that too. I called it two to one in this game, but obviously was wrong. I'd much rather. Oh look at this! They're they're, they're split. Fifty fifty chance us or them winning this game. That's what the percentages have. But yeah, I think I think we can do it. And this new center back man, still adding parts. Yeah, see another forward. That we do. But who, who are we gonna get? We don't know. Yeah, should probably be our U twenty two initiative guy. That wouldn't be bad, huh? We still got one of those, don't we? We still have two of those. Ooh, it seems you know they really seem like they're taking their time and doing the scouting and identifying guys that a fit the budget and b fit the system and have a history of success, either statistically, bossy Franco. Or team success, like you said, Artur, Escobar, Clark, Herrera. But I think the best player on the pitch in all three games that we've seen for both teams has been Hector. I think Hector has just been it's been lights out. He really has. And I want to see this all year. I don't want to see a drop-off. If we see a drop-off, we're going to have to be worried. But if he keeps uh, this up all year, we'll be in every game. I think when the dog days of summer hit, I think this – uh I think this lineup's going to help in this depth. But he is going to need a break. He's not going to be able to do this all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I could agree with that. That's what we got the kids for. We got Reigns. Yeah, he was uh, he was on the bench again. Yeah. I would have liked to see him come on at the end, but, you know, they were on the clean sheet. No, no messing around. I get that. That is one spot aside from Reigns in the midfield. We got Reigns, Caicedo. And Reigns is more of a six, isn't he? He does a bit of everything. The midfield, as good as our starters are, like nobody replaces Herrera. And there's nobody else that can do what Karaskia does when he's on. Caicedo can do what Artur does, but I think the midfield depth is uh, not quite what it could be. But then again, you have guys like Dorsey and Smith and. Uh, they can play in the midfield. They have in the past. Bassi could step right in in Coco's role easily. Go to a, yeah. go to a four two three one. Wouldn't mind seeing that with Bossy as the ten. I really think that's what we'll see next week. Without Hector or without Coco? Yeah, I'm trying to think who else will be gone. Uh, will teenage? Be? I don't know if teenage got called up to Zimbabwe or if Zimbabwe is even playing games. I have no idea. But what tournament's going on next week? Is it just over here? Nations League. Nations League. Because the African Cup of Nations already happened. Yeah. And then, I'm trying to think who else would be gone. So you got, uh, let's see. Herrera didn't get called up. No. Who else we got? Sebas didn't get called up. Neither did Franco. So we should almost be at full strength. Fanzerkus might have got called up. I don't know. Does he have any caps with the uh, the Dutch? Um, not with the Dutch, but for uh, Surrey, Maine. Mm. That's right. That's right. He's one of those dual citizenship guys. Yeah. 
But man, it's an exciting time. We do need to get a, we need to come up with some chance for these guys. So if you're listening and you have ideas for chance for the players, uh, record them, sing them out, and send them into HoustonDynapod at yahoo.com. And we'll go through them and we'll play them out. See if we can get something going. Because we don't have a lot of, uh, we don't have any, do we? No. I don't think we have any. I was sitting there last night and I could hear Dolly, 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 ATX. It's like, what? We just copy everybody's chance, don't we? Yeah, probably. I think every, a lot of people in MLS do that, though. Now nah, they do it all over the world. But I like how they do it. And then they tell us, like, what, what do we say? Uh, what was the thing they posted today? Fuck Austin or some video about uh Go fuck yourselves, Austin. And the Austin fans are all up 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 in up in arms. Oh, here it is. I didn't yeah. see that. Fuck you, Austin. And it's like they're mad about it. Somebody posted, yo, what we said during the Dallas game was way worse. It was way worse. The Dallas game, we were throwing bracelets and calling them the P word. <laughs> Not pussy. The other one. But no uh, Vanderkust on the Suriname team. So we got everybody but Coco. And that's one thing that's always bothered me is the way that they run the internationals. We would always lose a bunch of players. And we knew when we lost the players that we were going to lose these matches. The Hondurans. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now, I mean, who, who do we lose? Coco? Go 4-2-3-1. Go 4-3-3. You can go. I think it's just Coco. I'm trying to think. Because we usually lose Saren, too. I wouldn't be surprised to see a midfield of Artur Caicedo and Herrera. I really wouldn't. It's just too defensive. I don't like it. Yeah, but that'll clog the midfield up big time. They'd oh, have definitely. to be forced out on the wings. But that's a problem if we're running. I mean, Daniel Steris is a good player, but he's not the guy who can keep up with a pacing wing. And Fagundes is fast, but he's not like uh, DeWan Jones fast. No. Oh, we probably we probably lose uh, Juan Castilla, too. Yeah, but he doesn't even make the bench. Isn't he yeah, loaned? He doesn't even make the bench yet. Did he get loaned out? Who, who was it? It was uh, Danny Rios got loaned out. He also Danny, Re- Danny Rios is gone. He's they loaned him out in a contract year. He's he's gone from the club. That's pretty much like a like Michael Nelson. They just want to get rid of him, just not have him on the club anymore. I think Nelson's gone. Gone, gone isn't last he? year. Is it no. Nelson gone? Gone. So so with with Nelson, they waived him. And then, so when another club wants to take him that's not an MLS, they pretty much have to loan him from us. So he's kind of like still part of the club, but he's out on loan for his last year of his contract. It's it's really stupid the way they do it in MLS. It's the same thing that happened with uh, Joe Corona. Because when we waived Joe, we bought him out because he's still in MLS. He's still technically like part of our, like we own his rights. So when another t- the team in Sweden wanted him, they had to loan him from MLS. Yeah, it it's really stupid. But yeah, he he's he's gone, but he's also sort of not gone. But yeah, he's gone. And we got a lot of players like that, right? I'm not mistaken. Um, I think just Rios and Nelson. Is Corona off the books now? For real? For real? No, he's gone. Gone. Yeah, gone. Gone. He's okay. Yeah, he's in USL. San Diego loyal, isn't he? I think so. If he is San Diego, I'll see him in a few weeks. I'll be at the New Mexico United's home opener where they play San Diego. Nice. I wish they'd put USL in a FIFA. That'd be nice. USL championship. I wish they would do Copa Tejas the right way too, where you have all the Texas teams play a preseason tournament. This game didn't even count towards Copa Tejas, but you know what? Fuck Copa Tejas. It's not real. Who cares? I could care less. El Capitan is real. Stop making up tournaments just so new clubs can feel like they're important. Yeah, making the playoffs is real. That's what's real. Making the care playoffs. less about. I could care less about rivalry games. I just want to be in the playoffs. Oh, dude! Look, I would rather miss the playoffs and beat Austin and Dallas. I would rather win four games a year than make the playoffs and lose to those two teams. I wouldn't. I would. I fucking hate them. I'd rather they lose win. to them every game and win MLS Cup. That's what I want to see. Ah, not me. I'd rather destroy Austin and Dallas and then just lose the rest. But at least Dallas fans and us Trophy's are united. all I care about. Us and Dallas seem to be united in our hatred for Austin. And then the rest of the league's catching on too. Yeah, no one likes Austin, it looks like. No. So last night, I'm sitting there with my kids. 
and we sit uh, in section 202. And over there in section 201, there's an Austin fan. He got thrown out. And some of the Austin people were like, oh, he was just chanting with the supporters. This motherfucker was climbing over the second floor railing. He was hanging over the railing where it's like a 25-foot drop. Apparently, somebody threw a beer at El Batallon. That was the rumor. But these motherfuckers, dude, they, they bring it on themselves. They are obnoxious as fuck. Like, Joey, who's the most obnoxious podcaster you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't really listen to anyone who's obnoxious. So, no, I'd like to think it's me. Yeah, well, I'll say you then. Me or Joe Rogan? But I like dude, Joe Rogan. I do too. He's funny. His stand-up shit's fucking hilarious. Speaking of which, there was a guy on Facebook, Will Faulkner. Will came out and caught one of the late night dirty shows. I don't even know if I was in that one, man. I've been hit or miss with going to him, but thanks, Will. He said the show was funny as hell. I don't know if it's the one I was in. Last time I was there, I did pretty well. Oh, yeah. Fucking, I bombed the other night. I went and did Avant Garden on a Thursday. And as you know, Joey, I've been having a, been having a rough couple of weeks. And man, my, my heart was not in it. And I haven't bombed like that in forever. I'm talking like the third time I got up. It was like this. It stuck out. And I did jokes that always work. Nothing fucking worked. It was so bad. So bad. Five minutes couldn't come quick enough. Jeez, but, man. Yeah, start pick it up. Yeah, it happens. I'm better now. Doing all right. Good things are happening. Trying to buy a house. That shit keeps fucking falling through. Every house I look yeah. at has got problems. I wouldn't buy one in this market. Well, we're we're starting to come back into a buyer's market. The, the rates are still high, but historically, you know, we're still under 10%. For, for hundreds of years, it wasn't the case. This is not a uh, this is not a real estate podcast. Don't take our real estate no. advice or our stock tips. But buy uh buy Dogecoin, buy it. Uh, you got anything else, man? Uh, dude, all I got is that I think we're gonna win next week, and I'm excited for the season to keep going. I'm excited to see what happens when we finally get all our shit together and all the pieces are here and they're all. Uh, you know, they're in the lineup, they're on the bench, that we have all the parts that Pat and Asher have brought in. Because, man, it's how many is it now? 13 or 14? Uh, I'll say 14, I think, with this new guy. Who's hey, who's had a better offseason than us in terms of player players we brought in? In terms of numbers, nobody. But I mean, just the overall roster change. Has anybody really made Massive strides. I, th- I feel like we've had the I best. I think off probably season. Atlanta. Ah, uh, yeah, they got they're loaded though. They're loaded now, yeah, for sure. Oh, they're loaded financially too. What are they? They, they average like sixty thousand a game or some shit. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, they're crazy. They they made some good signings. A Gio Giacomacus guy. Oh my god, he's gonna be filthy. The Greek freak. Yeah. Where'd they play at yesterday? They play in Atlanta? They did. They the played in Atlanta. Thrashed Portland 5 1. That's a fucking spanking. That's Dude. A... Um, I was thinking, you know, Chelsea, they go and buy Mudrick for like 80 million or whoever much it was. In that kind of market, how much could that Atlanta ask for Tiago Almada? A lot. I think Tiago Almada is better than Mudrick. I think Chelsea's a fucking joke. Oh, they are. As much money as they've spent. Like, I was talking to my son. I go, look at this bench. I go, I'll tell you guys that they spend a shitload of money on that haven't panned out. Havertz, uh, you could say Pelusic, you could say Kovacic, you could say Chilwell. Oh, you go through the bench. Really good. Loftus-Cheek, Connor Gallagher, they, they, Cucurella. They like to sign these guys that have been like one-year hits, then they don't pan out. Cucurella's been horrible. I hate him. I, I can't stand him. I didn't like him when he was with Brighton. And I certainly can't stand him now that he's with Chelsea. But dude, I'm telling you, like this Tiago Almada, this guy could be like a ninety million dollar player. Mudrick is that is that much? This this dude's incredible. Almiron's the record still, right? At twenty three or twenty one? Yeah, he's still the record. Al Almada should double that at least. That's a lot of money, bro. He's got eight goal contributions in four games this season, coming off winning the World Cup. That's that's nuts. Atlanta averages forty-seven thousand people a game. They have 
you know, people say if there was no salary cap that LAFC would be uh, run away with it all. I don't think so. I think it would be Atlanta. Nobody, nobody else even comes close. Yeah, probably. I mean, Seattle, Seattle would be up there too. Charlotte. Well, Seattle Stadium holds what thirty thousand. I have no idea, but they but they spend money and they spend it really well too. Well, the highest average attendance in this hemisphere is Flamengo in Brazil, followed by Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not all about attendance, though. Oh, it is when it comes to revenue. Because you think I mean, Man City spend the most money of most teams, and they don't have the highest attendance. Now they also cheat. It's true. Who has the highest attendance in England? Is it Arsenal? It might be Arsenal. It's got to be Man U. It's it's Arsenal or Man U, I think. It's one of the two. Ah, look at this. No. The, the attendance record most in a game is Tottenham Hotspur with 85,000. Is that Wembley? Yeah. Or at the new stadium? Wembley. The new stadium only holds 62,000. Uh, Man U is number one, followed by Arsenal, West Ham, and Spurs. Not Man surprised. U, Man U at 72,000. Arsenal at 59. Jeez. Basically 73,000. 72,992. But yeah, attendance isn't everything. I want to see West Ham and Everton relegated. Um, I want to see Everton relegated, not West Ham. I like West Ham. I want to see these big ass, these historically huge clubs drop down. We've seen West Ham get relegated many times. We've never really seen Everton get relegated. That's Everton's been uh, historically better, but man, they suck. Yeah, they I think Leicester, I think Leicester might go down. What a fall from grace they've had in six years, huh? No, I, I really, I think, I think Southampton, Crystal Palace, and then maybe Leicester, Bournemouth go down. Yeah, it's it's an interesting year, man. It's a real interesting year. I think I don't think Spurs are going to finish top four. Newcastle have two games in hand. We've that game yesterday. I watched it. That was fucking bullshit. That penalty. I think Liverpool catch you guys. Uh, I don't. Newcastle are two points behind us, and they have two games in hand. We have two games in hand. They have two games in hand. But yeah. the penalty, the penalty has two games in hand too. Did you? Yeah, but they're also seven points behind us. And Brighton, Brighton are in seventh, forty-two points, same as uh, Liverpool. They've they've played one less match. Yeah, it's anyone to play for for that fourth spot? Yeah, I just uh, that shit yesterday with that penalty on Pepe Sar. The guy just jumped in front of him as he went to kick it. And they call it a foul. I barely even touched him. Soft ass. Penalty. I didn't even watch it. All I, I know is Arsenal's winning the Premier League, so that's all I care about. How many games they got left? Ten games left. Ten. Eight points clear. Ah, uh, well, City's got a game in hand. We'll see. Yeah, it could happen. Games Obviously. in hand are games in hand. Yeah, I'd rather have points on the board than say I have a game in hand. Oh, if I'm Man City, I don't mind games in hand because they're usually wins. No, I mean, their game in hand is against Liverpool, so you never know. Yeah, true. But, uh, Joe, you got anything else? I don't think so. I think we got everything. I think we covered it. Feeling pretty good. You feeling good? I feel great. Feel so good. Feel so good. Well, guys, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe to the show. Joey, our followers are going up on Spotify. We just continue to grow. It's pretty nice. How's uh, how's stuff over at Bayou City going? Going great. You been on any uh any more episodes? Um, I was on it last week. They're just taking my Joey. They take my Joey. It's not, <laughs> Dustin was on it. I heard that one. Man, yeah, I, just, I was on the one before that. I haven't been like listening to a whole bunch. You should. It's good stuff. No, I mean, I listen to y'all's. I listen to ours after we record to make sure it sounds good. I listen to some Bayou City. After that, that's pretty much it, man. I listen to Faithful. Faithful, guys, you guys are killing it. They, uh, man, some of their takes, like Sinsky, was it Sinsky or Scroggins? It was like, is it too early to be Ben Olsen out? I don't know how you put faithful in your name when you're questioning that early. Or is it a religious thing? I don't know what it means. You guys will have to answer that for us. I, just, I wish we had a lot more uh, 
a lot more positivity because there's still so much negativity surrounding the team. Like going into it, one of the Dynamo fans was like, Austin 3 0. It's like, bitch, you're a Dynamo fan. Why are you predicting that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just pointless negativity at this point, but it is what it is. Every fan base has it. Who's the most negative, you think? Most negative fan base? Yeah. In the, in the world. In the whole world. The whole world. Uh, United fans are pretty negative. Well, you, you get seven dropped on you by Liverpool. Yeah. I'd be pretty upset. That was embarrassing. Yeah, Arsenal fans get really bad too. I mean, look at that. Look at the end of the January transfer window. We we signed Jorginho and Trissard, and you have Arsenal fans acting like we just lost the league right then and there. Spurs fans want to sack Conte. We're in fourth place. Yeah, we're sitting we're sitting there five points clear of the title. We just signed two Premier League proven players who have been pretty damn good since they've came in. And people want uh this the head scout is he head scout? I don't know, general manager, whatever he is, Edu, they want him out. Like really? Sports fans are so they're so bipolar. Look how many great signings Arsenal Arsenal have have really not missed on a key signing in a, since Pepe. He wanted Arteta out too. Didn't they protest yeah, they about Arteta? Arteta? Yeah. I, I was know. backing Arteta the whole way. I told you I wanted him fired. I knew it'd be good. He's a stud. He, he he might be the best coach in the world right now looking at him. Oh, come on. Dude. Come it's on. Him and, him and he, he, he's looking as good as Pepper this season. Man. When was I, the I last time we saw it? This season. Think about this. Think about this. When was the last time we saw a coach in his first job look that good? Mourinho. Ever. Won Champions League with Porto. Jose Mourinho. And when was that, 20 years ago? Doesn't matter. You asked when. Yeah. I'm I still saying, think it's not it's just not common. No. And that was that was not that was not his first that was not his first uh team. And Mourinho? Yeah. Pretty to coach before that. Benfica. And then Junio de Lira. I don't know what the hell that is. Is that, is that in Portugal as well? Benfica, probably Porto, Chelsea. I just I think you need a sustained run of longevity to be considered like that. Like if you were to ask me who are the, the top coaches in the world, it's also hard to say like guys like Zidane because Madrid, I could win things at Madrid. You know, Mourinho, he's done it at smaller clubs. I mean, uh, I mean Zidane's also when he wanted his first job, but then again, Zidane wouldn't come to Arsenal in his first job and do this. He wouldn't. Well, he also had the benefit of being at one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah, Arsenal is Arsenal does not have that spending power. Arsenal did not have that good of a team. Arteta took over a shit show and have, turned Ars- them into. Arsenal spent over a billion dollars under Arteta's reign, have they not? I don't believe so. They might have, but I mean, they're not spending it on like world superstars. They're not. They're not chucking a hundred million dollars at Jack Grealish. They're not. Seventy-two on Pepe, fifty on Ben White, forty-five on Park. Seventy-two was that uh, Pepe was not on with Arteta. That was with Emery. No, I'm just throwing out names our most, here. Our, our most expensive signing under our Ted has been Ben White. That's a lot of money for a left back. Right back. And he is damn good. He, he Tell me a better right back in possession right now in, in the Premier League. There's no one. A better right back in possession? I'd have to look up the stats. You know how I am on stats. It's It's Ben White. He's been so damn good. I mean, I would say it was Cancelo before him, but he's not in the league anymore. Where is he? Atletico? Iron, Bayern Munich. That's where they all go. That's where they all go. I mean, Zinchenko's been, in my opinion, the the Premier League Player of the Season this year. I did like when uh De Bruyne pushed Arteta. Yeah, that was funny. I like seeing that shit houseery. I like that Arteta kicked the ball away too. No, Arteta's funny dude on the sideline. He's funny dude. But you know what's going to happen next season is. His magic, you know, is coming back. Supposed to get Pochettino back. That's the rumor. It's also a rumor that Kane's going to go to Man U. That's going to fucking hurt if that happens. I think he stays. And then you get Pochettino cut back, and you still probably finish fifth or fourth. So I don't know, man. Pochettino did a lot with a team that didn't spend much for years and years. I still think he was the best coach we've ever had after Nicholson. But let's wrap this shit up like a Christmas present. You want to? You got it.
Joey, where can they find you on social media? Uh, Joe Chabala 10 on Twitter. You guys got to get out there and follow Joey. Joey's got good stuff. Joey knows facts. It's true, I do. Joey knows ball. That's why we call him Joey Stats. You can find me at Dynapod. That's pretty much it. But uh, that's been it. Houston Dynapod Podcast following the 2 nothing thrashing of Austin FC. Fuck those guys. God, it feels good to beat them. Is there any other team you'd rather beat? Uh, Dallas. Really? Kansas City. I just think that Dallas's fan base is so non-existent. They're so just mired in mediocrity. They're yeah, jaded. I mean, Kansas City is more the players and the coach I don't like. But This is like, Austin's like the kid at Christmas who got the brand new toy and they've been showing it off to everybody. And we just came out there in the playground and took the fucking remote out of their hands and said, it's my toy now, bitch. Love it. Anyway, I'm Finn. That's Joey. And as always, go Dynamo. He's got Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get a second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Zebus Ferreira. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's familiar with failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.